I think it's important to remind teachers that self-care, it is not selfish, and it is not something that needs to be earned or rewarded. It's a basic human right to do what's best for yourself at times. It doesn't need to be anything expensive and it doesn't need to be anything time consuming. It's about you deciding what's best for you. Welcome to the Indian Prairie Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Joven, Director of Innovation. And Candy Michelli, Director of Professional Learning. In today's episode, we are excited to welcome Dawn and Daryl to discuss staff wellness. Dawn, let's start with you. Tell us about yourself, your current role, and your work as it relates to SEL and wellness in our district. Hi, I'm Dawn Forkner. I'm the District Social Emotional Learning and Wellness Coordinator. Prior to this position, I was a classroom teacher. I taught middle school for 11 years. And after spending some time in the classroom, I decided I want to go more into the wellness and mental health part of education and decided to get my degree in school social work. At that time, I joined Indian Prairie School District 204 as a social worker at Still Middle School and McCarty Elementary. When the opportunity to be the social emotional learning coach came up at McCarty, I jumped at it and I spent the last couple of years at McCarty. At this time, I am overseeing our social emotional learning and wellness goals for the district. And some of that includes facilitating our youth mental health first aid trainings for staff and for parents, overseeing our SEL committees at all levels, and then just being a guiding force or a helper to anyone that needs it in terms of our PBIS or other SEL initiatives. Dale, you were invited to this conversation today for several reasons. Tell us a little bit about your role in the district and how your work relates to SEL and wellness. Hi. Um, honored to be here. I'm Daryl Silberman. I'm one of the orchestra directors at Wabanzi Valley High School. This is my ninth year in the district. Um, and uh, I don't have any official SEL role within the district. Um, as a human in a staff member in our district, I am a registered yoga instructor. I do yoga with our varsity baseball team and our varsity football team and for staff and students when requested. And I've done some training with mindful schools. I've done the two levels of mindful schools education training and just completed a mindfulness certification with Yoga Renew, a 20-hour certification course. So this is my personal love. Um, and in both the district and at the state level, I have done yoga, self-care, healthy teacher, healthy classroom presentations, both in our school and our district for um, the music educators of the state and actually the national convention as well. Well, we are so appreciative for both of you being here today. Um, and before we get started, because the topic is about wellness, we kind of wanted to address the elephant in the room before we went any further and mention that word self-care, which sometimes seems to be a trigger for some of our educators, rightfully so, because we've heard teachers say things like, how can I even focus on myself or even engage in self-care when my, if I do that, then all my to-do list keeps piling up and I'm not getting my work done. Um, we've even heard people say, you know, they tell me to practice self-care, but then they add more to my plate. And we certainly recognize that those feelings are valid and it's concerning, of course. Yet we know wellness is so important to being a healthy human and a teacher to avoid burnout or even worse. So what are kind of your thoughts on, on that topic alone? I can definitely understand how people feel that way and why people feel that way, given all of the challenges we faced returning to school after the pandemic. I think it's important to remind teachers that self-care it is not selfish, and it is not something that needs to be earned or rewarded. It's a basic human right to do what's best for yourself at times. It doesn't need to be anything expensive, and it doesn't need to be anything time-consuming. It's about you deciding what's best for you, for your family, and for the boundaries you want to put in place between your work life and your home life. 
And I realize that's easier said than done. However, I think the more you practice it, the more you're willing to do it and the more you see the benefits of it. What do you think, Daryl? Well, for one thing, if you're listening to this podcast, do you have a glass of water near you? I mean, it is as simple as hydrating or before answering an email or before running around the corner or getting something done, stopping for two seconds and inhaling and exhaling to re like to get your somatic system calmed down so that you can go to the next thing you need to do. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm reading Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. And she was talking about the difference between stress and overwhelm. Stress, we all, we know about cortisol. We all know about your heightened heart rate and, and you start spinning. And we know that if you can take a moment to breathe, everything will still be there a minute later, but you're able to look at things with a slightly calmer lens. Overwhelm is, is like the extreme version of stress where you literally do need to stop and you need to take a break. And whether you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, the concept of self-care is not meant to add to that. It's meant to help you reset so you can handle what's on your plates, whether they're spinning, flying, or in front of you. Right. I agree. A lot of the strategies that Daryl just shared are things that as classroom teachers, we teach our students. We tell them when they're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or having these big feelings that they do need to stop, name that feeling, take a couple deep breaths. I mean, in essence, we are teaching students self-care even at the earliest of ages. And these are things that we need to model for our students as well as for the benefit of ourselves. You guys really started off on a great note in defining wellness for all of our staff and our students. And Daryl, I have a drink of water right by me, so we're off to a good start for today. So plus, yeah, it looks yeah. like Candy does too, so we're all, all in a good mode here. That's great. Um, and Verne Brown, um, what a great uh, connection across all industries. I have people who are in the medical field who are in all kinds of, who bring her work together and just talking about this. So I think that's a great connection. She has some great podcasts and books and everything. So to kind of transition, how do you guys personally and professionally define wellness? And what are some ways that you practice wellness in your own life? Every January 1st, the YouTuber Adrian does, it's called Yoga with Adrian. She does a 30-day yoga journey and the videos come out at 5 a.m. every morning, day one, day two, day three. And this is the third year in a row that I I mean, it sounds a little stressful to get up a half an hour earlier, but I made a goal for myself to try to take the journey and not skip a day. And it's so rewarding. So for me, wellness looks like making sure that I'm taking an opportunity to keep my body healthy, my mind healthy, my spirit, my soul, my connection with my family, my friends, and also be proud of being proud of the work that I'm doing. So I to Today happens to be the end of the yoga with Adrian journey. So that's one little thing that I do for myself that doesn't have anything to do with work. It's my me. I agree. I think a lot of wellness is saying what makes me the best me that I can be, right? And I am the mom of two young daughters and I want to make sure that I am setting a good example for them. So they do understand that I have to take time for myself, whether that is taking a walk to do a little bit of exercise, whether that is giving myself a special treat like an ice cream, whether that is just turning off my phone for a couple hours, so I'm not responding to text messages. That's all part of my wellness. And it's things that I want to model for my own children so that they don't begin to feel overwhelmed. 
And I do, they see me sometimes doing the belly breaths and they'll be like, mom, we do belly breaths too. And I love seeing that connection of them taking care of themselves because they see me taking care of myself. I was going to say, I, I feel like many of us as teachers, we're so good at what we do in the classroom. But if you think about what we leave in the car in the parking lot, mm-hmm. whether it's the stress of our home life or things going on, and you know we're sitting in our car and we turn off the engine, we close that door and we leave all those worries or stressors, or we just close that door and it doesn't really stay behind, <laughs> I guess I think is the thing. So trying to find that work-life balance and finding those ways of making sure that you feel like you are a complete human to be influencing and working with those younger humans in our care. I like your comparison to when you're talking about when you're driving home and you're sitting in your car, because sometimes I will sit in my driveway for a few minutes before I walk in to make sure that I'm in the right mindset to switch from professional me to family me. And that way, when I give them the best of myself all day at work, my kids get that as well. I had to, I happened to be at a building this morning, uh, walking into school, right, right when staff was starting to come in and I saw some teachers do the exact same thing before they came into the building. They just took a second. They, they stopped. They, they didn't get out of their car right away. They just, it looked like they were just composing themselves. So I think Don, that's a, not only going home, but coming into work too. I agree. I feel like I learned so much from both Don and Daryl in our conversations about how I need to do better too. So just those, com- even hearing these conversations is like resetting, like I need to do a better job at that because sometimes as much as I know it's important, it's something that I may not always put on my radar when I need to. And I've certainly gotten better. Just even this conversation is helpful for me to have that, those reminders. So you talked a little bit about your personal wellness journey and a little bit about the school journey. In what ways do you model this for either your friends or your colleagues or or even for the students that you work with? I would say that uh, with my students, I mean, this is this SEL thing that we're putting in at the elementary and middle Mm -hmm. and high school level. There are some moments that we have that are given to us by the district to do it. But I know one of the things that goes on in my classroom is I read the temperature of the room all the time, the emotional, mental temperature how is the rest of your workload you know I'm working uh, this year's the seniors were were so stressed out in the fall because the year before that was the COVID hybrid remote year and just watching them try to pull that stuff together making sure I'm checking in with them offering myself as a, a sounding board for them giving them breathing space in the classroom we're talking at the high school about pause just having a pause in your day and saying to students, can you imagine saying to a student, you have five minutes, you get to decide what you do with it. You wanna lie on the floor and put earplugs in? Great. You want to grab a little bit of homework for your next class? Great. Whatever you need to do for the next five minutes so that you're ready to come back and be in our room, in our space. For me, it's rehearsal space. So I think it's about making sure that we're there for those students. And that's why that component of making sure that I'm feeling healthy is super important for that classroom environment to work out correctly. I agree. I think there's a lot of good parts of our current SEL programming that gives students the opportunities to press pause or learn about the reset button and then to do it effectively, especially when it's best modeled by a staff member who's, who's showing that wellness. And then just in terms of working with staff, I think that there is a part of us that needs to give ourselves as well as other people that patience and grace and permission to let certain things go and to allow ourselves to say no when it's appropriate 
for to say, you know what, I'm not going to respond to emails this weekend because I need to take a little bit of time off or I'm getting a text and I think I can just wait till tomorrow to, to handle that. So that's our own personal pause or reset button. And just saying, you know what, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with setting a boundary and then sticking to it, whether it's professionally or personally. You guys started to hit on this a little bit, but what advice would you give to a, a staff member or a colleague who's having a difficult time balancing work obligations and might be feeling overwhelmed at the moment? It, it can happen to all of us at any time during the year, but what advice would you give? I think the advice that I would give to somebody if they said that to me was similarly to what I said, have patience with yourself, have grace with yourself. All of us are working through sort of an uncharted situation and it's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to learn from those mistakes. It's not okay to beat ourselves up over those mistakes. And we will get past it. And to not be afraid to ask for help, whether that is asking for help at home so that you're not feeling like everything is on you, whether that is going to your principal and having a very honest conversation about where you're at, whether that is talking to you know that one person in the building who you feel like you can vent to and it stays between the two of you. I would tell them just advocate for yourselves, ask for help when you need it. And as I keep saying, set those boundaries for yourself and try your best to stick with them. Don, you might also have some more information about like the professional uh, resources that are available to us, like if things are really stressful and really, really overwhelming. But I, before we discuss that really quickly, I was also going to say, you know, we we wake up every morning and we go to bed every night and everything happens during the day while we're awake. And there's sleep is really important. And if you're not mm -hmm. getting good sleep, you also need to consider that that's your brain's reset. So looking at those sort of life things that you have going on to making sure that you're eating healthy and drinking water all day long, taking restroom breaks and sleeping the best that you can, and also keeping your mind motivated. If you remember to a time when you were excited about something or learning about something, all of the rest of the life was still there. You just managed to get through things quicker because you were motivated and excited about something. Maybe it's ooh, three weeks before spring break. I know it's coming. Or you took a new class that you were learning a new skill or you know, started singing in a new choir. And so making sure that you're having things that motivate you so that all these other things don't feel like obligations and weights and conflicts and stress and we're in the bleak midwinter like there is going to be lightness again there is going to be laughter and seeking that kind of motivation whether it's starting a new workout routine or taking a class or starting a new hobby I know that sounds like more stuff but it'll keep you inspired and that will make all the other things seem less stressful if someone was really having a hard time working through even some of those suggestions and all of they've tried all that and it wasn't working and they were really overwhelmed, you mentioned that we have some professional resources. Don, do you mind sharing a little bit about our employee assistance program and how staff can access the resources there? Absolutely. So if you are somebody who is looking for additional resources or an additional need, you can go ahead and go to the mental health resources page on the Indian Prairie School District website. There is a tab at the bottom. One of those resources is our employee assistance program, which can connect you with outside resources, outside therapists, or other things that your family or you might need. In addition, we do have access to referral GPS, which acts as a connection between you and outside therapists, as well as different mental health 
community resources or community agencies that could be helpful to you. Awesome, thank you. So, and we always like to ask this question of all of our guests. Share with us a little bit about what's next. You kind of told us about your journey. It could be personal or professional. What are you thinking about? Well, as a district, we have some exciting things coming up for SEL and wellness. Um, I mentioned our youth mental health first aid. This is an ongoing vision of our district. It's been in place since 2017, and it is a program that helps staff members, community members, parents, be able to identify the early signs of a person between the ages of 6 and 18 who may be experiencing mental health struggles. At this time, we have 187 trained staff members with more to come. Daryl's one of them with more to come in upcoming trainings that we're having. We do them twice a month on Tuesdays and Saturdays, as well as some on our March Institute Day. We are also doing an upcoming book study, Connections Over Compliance, and that is on Zoom. And if staff members are interested, the sign-up is on True North Logic. And we also have Mental Health Awareness Month in May. We are planning some large district events on our Unity Day, as well as some building-specific or grade-level-specific activities throughout the month of May. I would just put out a couple of fun sort of things. If you haven't wordled yet, I mean, it's just joy. It, well, sometimes frustration, but joyful to connect with friends to say, did you figure it out today? Did you not figure it out? In the month of February, the Paramount Theater is presenting Groundhog's Day. And if, I'm gonna you, go see it. if you need a parable for like, why do we need to figure out who we are and how to be healthy? Groundhog's Day musical is so joyful. So that's right in Aurora. If you've never been to our, the beautiful Paramount Theater, definitely go treat yourself. The month of March is music in our school month. So all of our buildings will be having a lot of music the month of March. Go see your students play. You know, we music teachers will we'll play to the trees, but really when a student's teacher, English teacher, ELA, fourth grade teacher comes to a choir concert or an orchestra, a band concert, those kids' eyes light up and they're like, oh, somebody else I love is here. So go hear a concert and just sit there off your phone and let the beautiful musical vibes of your hardworking kiddos reach your heart and soul. And I love how you mentioned all the joy. I, I will admit I am a Wordle. Um, I play Wordle. I don't post it to social media. It's all, it's more about the joy that it brings me. I'm, I'm competing with myself, I guess, but it is, uh, it's definitely a piece of wellness that I've, I've taken with me at this piece of point of time. Thank you so much for everything you shared with us today. You're both a wealth of resources. Uh, we appreciate you. I appreciate you on a, on a personal and a professional level. And we look forward to all the things that you'll do for our district in the months and years to come. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much. We would like to thank members of our curriculum instruction team for their leadership on this topic and extend a special thank you to members of our communications department, Lisa Berry and Clayton Urbanic for making the podcast happen. If you have any further questions, please email your questions to curriculum at IPSD.org. We thank you for your time today and hope you enjoyed being part of the conversation.